Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 85, Health is Not Good or Bad with Scott Kelly. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Before we jump into today's episode with Scott, which is so good, I want to just tell you that today is March 2nd, 2020, and the Little School of Big Change is open. It's the first day of school. It's the best day of the year. It's one of two best days of the year. And really, it's not the best day of the year because even though it is the first day of school and it's super exciting and I really live for this, I really love like next week in in school time when we start with our calls and people are really starting to get into stuff. But anyway, it's like one of two most amazing times of the year. So the school is open right now. Students are piling into our forum, saying hello, checking out the first batch of lessons, which are open. And you can still enroll um, until Thursday, March 5th through the day until midnight Eastern time. Um, so get in for this session because it's not going to be open again for almost seven months. This this next break is a little bit longer. And um, yeah, it's a long time from now. So I, I know you know about the Little School of Big Change. I know I talk about it a lot. But a few amazing changeable listeners, just like you, have asked a really, really good question. They've asked, you know, I listen to Changeable every week or, and, or I watch Ask Amy every week. I've read all your books and some, some variation of that thing, right? And why should I join the little school of big change when I can just pop open iTunes every Monday and listen to you on Changeable, go over to YouTube, watch your videos. Like why, why would I do the school? Why would I pay money to do the school when you give out all this free content all the time? And it's an excellent question. And there's no question, there's no doubt in my mind that watching Ask Amy's and listening to Changeable and reading things and looking in this direction in other ways can absolutely open your eyes to a whole new experience of life. I know it can or else we wouldn't do it, right? Sometimes we want more. Sometimes we really, really want to dive in. Like we want to take it to that next level. We want help faster and more efficiently, far faster and far more efficiently than a you know 30-minute podcast once a week. It's an immersion. The Little School of Big Change is an immersion and it's a guided immersion. It's created for people who do, I hope, listen to Changeable every week, who do watch all the Ask Amy's, who have looked in that direction, read all the books, done all that, and they say, wow, this is amazing and I see that it has no end and I want more. I can think of nothing more exciting to spend my time and my resources and my energy looking into because I see the potential in this. Or people who are really struggling or suffering and a weekly podcast on a variety of topics just isn't going to do it. That's why I created the Little School of Big Change. So yeah, there's all kinds of free stuff out there. I hope you're taking it all in as much as you want to. And If you want a container where you're supported and guided and you have myself and other coaches seeing you in your blind spots and pointing you out of them and taking this far deeper than you could possibly get from 20 to 30 minutes a week here or there, 
the Little School of Big Change is absolutely the place to be. So I hope to see you in class this week, right now, today. Join. Okay, so my episode with Scott. I, I love the way that Scott talks about health. Not on this binary scale. Not on this, you know, health is about minimizing disease and maximizing the opposite of disease, health, <laughs> feel good, whatever, right? I mean, that's the way everyone looks at it. And it, and of course it is, right? Of course it is. It makes sense. But I love the way that Scott looks at health and talks about health as, as a pointer to where we are in our consciousness. And, and he means that on a personal level and on a universal human level where we are in our consciousness. So all of this stuff, now we all know this, especially if you're here listening to this episode, you know this, all of this around, ooh, I feel an ache or a pain or this thing in my body is wrong or it shouldn't be happening. Let me run out and medicate it, numb it away as quickly as I possibly can. You know better. I know better. We all know better, right? Not that we aren't going to do that at times. Not that I'm not at all saying we should be sitting in pain and not, you know, not, not about, it's not a comment about don't intervene or don't change or, or step in or try to minimize pain. Of course, do those things to the extent that it makes sense, but don't stop there. And that's what I love about how Scott talks about health is he doesn't stop there. Like that's just where he's getting started. (laughs) He says, He says, I think what I just said, like, yeah, do what makes sense to do and see that perhaps your pain, your suffering, your family member's pain or suffering or diagnosed disease or whatever it is, is an offer for you to look bigger. It's an offer for you to, an invitation for you to see that, that, life, this most expansive thing, this energy of life is trying to squeeze itself through this tiny little container that is our physical body and our physical mind. And and we get so much feedback and so much information in that process. If we just learn to see it that way and listen that way, it's amazing what our health, our bodies get to be vehicles for, to open us up to. So I I love Scott. I love the way he shares this. Um, And I'm super excited to share him and this conversation with you on Changeable. Hey, Scott. Thanks so much for coming on Changeable. Hey, well, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you, Amy. It really is. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation on health. So, um, and health, like that just sounds so, like when I think of health, that's not what you do. I don't know how you would say that. I guess that is what you do. But, um, you know, like, I don't know. You're so much deeper and more than like just a health person. So I guess maybe that's a, a place to start. No pressure to be deep off the bat or anything. But, you know, like, what do, I don't know. What, what do people, how do people define health if you just ask, ask a person on the street and what does it look like to you? Yeah, well, I appreciate that question. And, and you know, it's one that, that I oftentimes just kind of reflect on because um, I agree that, that I don't see myself as a health person. Um, and I think mostly because of the way that we as a society define health. And I think as a society, we, decide, we, we define health um, as 
kind of the, the the state of being without any sort of of disease or or kind of disturbance in our system, and so that would mean that um, approximately nobody would fall under that. <laughs> that approximately zero percent. Zero percent of the population. So so we live in an unhealthy society, but. But the reality of it is, the way that I really see it, is that health is, is actually um, more of just kind of a, a state of, of flux between dis-ease and non-dis-ease. It's, it's it, we're always fluxing and flowing and, and moving and changing. Um, but because of the way that we hold this definition of health, I think that we're, we're constantly either chasing something or avoiding something and... And um, and really kind of miss the true opportunity within the greater definition of health. Yeah. So it's um, it almost sounds like it's, you know, if we're always flowing and fluxing and everything's always changing with our with our state. Period. Let's just right you know, our state of disease, our our energy, just how we are. I don't know when you say it like that. When we take it outside of this conversation about health. That just sounds pretty normal, <laughs> right? Like it sounds like, yeah, that's what life does. It comes and goes and ebbs and flows. So it's like, would you say like when our mind makes it about us and our health, that's when it kind of turns into something else? Yeah, I, that's, that's why I, I find this understanding so incredibly powerful when it comes to health, like with a capital H, health being kind of this, this state of flow. Because when we get out of our conditioned ideas about what we think health is and how we think we should be and how we're supposed to look and and um, and what we're supposed to uh, how we're supposed to overcome illness or um, or another one that I love that I cha- was challenged with for a long time was this idea of not getting sick. When we hold all of these ideas about ourselves, we really kind of get in the way of that that natural movement of flow that that happens within the body um, is normal, natural, biological, but for our thinking about it and but for how we hold it in our own minds. Yeah. So would you say it's almost like, say a little bit about how, um, how do you see it when you, well, I don't know if that's a great way to ask it, but what I'm getting at is like a way of seeing our, where we are, how energy is flowing through us that's kind of, maybe it's not empowering, but it's definitely not disempowering. So it's kind of like you were saying, like, oh no, I'm sick. And what did I expose myself to? Or how am I not taking care of myself? Like maybe some of that comes up when you, when you don't feel well, right? That makes sense that some of that might come up. Um, But, but not in this like judgmental kind of way. So it's almost like our, our energy, our state of health, is more feedback about something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, that, that question put that way. Um, I really see like this connection between, um, our mind and body as a wonderful feedback system that has, that doesn't hold judgment about us in any sort of way but is a wonderful feedback and messaging system that, that offers an invitation for us in any given moment of time. So 
like so for example if i if i start to get sick i get a cold i get a flu or or something it's an invitation and you know what that invitation is going to be different for everybody but but in a way there's some sort of invitation to perhaps it's slowing down uh, perhaps it's t- it's pausing and 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 looking at um, our the lifestyle factors that we all have uh, that we're all engaged in every day. Maybe maybe I could use more rest. Maybe I could use more sleep. Maybe I could use um, a, a better connection with natural foods. It's just an invitation. That's all it is. But the, oftentimes, the way that we get in the way is that. Um, we use it as um, as judgment, or it's an inconvenience, or I don't have time for this. I, I've got work to do. I've got projects to do. And all of a sudden, we we avoid the invitation, and it's like we strike down. We're more interested in striking down the messenger, right? We we want to get rid of the symptoms so that we can carry on with with whatever whatever it is that we're up to. When in when in fact there may be a much greater invitation so that we could see something that we couldn't otherwise see without this experience that we're having, no matter how big or how small that, that flux of, of, um, of health challenge is that's coming into our experience. I mean, I, I, think, I think everybody listening to this knows that there's so much more to life and that, that we can be open to and yield to and learn from than what our mind says, how our mind says things should go, right? So, so I love that that's kind of, that's kind of what you're saying. And I guess the question that comes up is in my mind, as you're saying that is like, well, why is that so hard for us? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons I'm sure, but, but one that I just thought of that I'd like to get your take on is, you know, part of why that's hard for us is all this conditioned stuff that says, um, like you said, I don't have time for this. I have other plans, but also like that it's uncomfortable and it's painful. And it kind of leads us into a conversation about pain too, you know, and how, yeah, we may not prefer to be sick, but what our experience of sick is not really of the sick, if that makes any sense. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's, um, we, I think, we have an intolerance for discomfort and and where our mind goes with discomfort is is it oftentimes goes to judgment um it goes to comparing um it, it, we could we start to compare ourselves to our previous experiences to other people to whatever comes up um and in fact all of that kind of just gets in the way of the natural flow of energy moving through the system, you know, and, and that's really what it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. any, any sort of, of health challenge. Health is just the flowing of energy. And when we have any sort of health challenge, that is just flowing of energy too, that as we kind of misinterpret or misunderstand, we kind of get in the way um, by putting our own thoughts, experiences, expectations, and conditioned thinking on. And, and in that way, we're simply um, kind of innocently putting ourselves in the way of that natural flow of energy. Uh, but I think it all comes down to really kind of a misunderstanding about pain, 
and discomfort uh, in, in that we, we, we judge it, we, uh, we interfere with it, we, um, we, try and, we try to numb it, we try to, uh, like I said earlier, shoot the messenger. And look, I get it. It's, you know, pain's not a comfortable thing, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we just sit with our pain. But at the same time, um, I think that we oftentimes try to numb ourselves or get rid of the pain so that we can carry on with the, the speed of life as we've, uh, as we've been engaged in it. And, and maybe what, what, what's being offered to us is an opportunity to pause, to slow down, and to see something more for ourselves uh, in that process. Yeah, that slowing down to a pace that we're not okay with. I mean, that's that that feels like pain sometimes. <laughs> and then, you know, and then we're we're experiencing that and then pinning it on whatever's happening in our bodies and all of that, but I think just that little piece is huge too, just slowing down to the speed of life, slowing down to to what's to that energy that's moving through us, to to what wants to happen rather than how we think it should be. Yeah. 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 And I think too, Amy, I mean, you, when you, when you mentioned pain earlier as well, I think there's a, there's a really interesting thing that I've seen in and around pain. And that is that, um, oftentimes if we, if we think of, if we think of just this energy naturally flowing through the body, um, you know, thought is energy just moving through the body. And when we oftentimes don't want to see something um, or we don't see it as thought, we kind of, we, we put a resistance to it, uh, a misunderstanding. We kind of resist seeing it for what it truly is. And so suddenly, you know, we hold this tension in our body. And oftentimes pain is just uh, in, in the muscles. And for example, pain oftentimes is a lack of oxygen in that, in that system. And so it shows up as pain. And then all of a sudden the judgment and all of the other things that we've talked about come, come on board. But really, what if it was just energy moving that we refuse to see it for what it truly is, which is thought. I mean, it may be a memory of the past. It may be worry about the future. It may be something uh, that we're fearing, but we see it as something completely different. And so we kind of push it away instead of allowing it to move through. And all of a sudden now we've got pain stuck uh, that wants to move through, but we're not inviting it to do so. That's why I don't think of you as a health guy. Because <laughs> this has nothing to do with health. And it's the exact same conversation I have around habits or anxiety or that anybody has around any stuckness. You know, I mean, it, it, I don't mean it has nothing to do with health, but it's so not just that. Like, yeah. you know, that's just one little way that this manifests in our lives. But I think that's, I mean, that's really it. Like if we, if we just let this energy flow, and I think that makes so much sense that I hope people can really kind of hear that. Like when all pain, all tension, all chronic, anything, and it's not your fault. It's, we're not, there's no blame that blame doesn't even make sense in this equation, but it's like all of that stuff is on some level where it's just blocked energy that's blocked from some misunderstanding. That's right. Yeah. And I think even, you know, sometimes we, um, we even kind of get on to, um, 
this idea that it's blocked energy, but then we start to make it about something specific. Yeah. And it's not, it's not about anything specific. It's just about a misunderstanding uh, about seeing it as, uh, as, as the energy of thought wanting to move through, through the experience. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that's why I say, you know, health is nothing more than, than an invitation or the expansion of consciousness and action. And, and that whatever we're experiencing, whether it's pain or discomfort or the cold or flu or, or even something even more chronic, there's invitation in that too. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunity in that to see our, see something that can help us be, um, less afraid of our life experience. And that's what I think is so, so beautiful is that um, our life experience is, it's not necessarily always, you know, butterflies and fluffy bunnies. It's, um, it's sometimes in these challenges that we have that we get the greatest invitations so that we can be more uh, fearless or less afraid of our experience day to day. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, I, just, I think there's just so much, so much opportunity in that, um, as human beings. And if we saw it differently than, than the way we do currently. Yeah. When you say we, we kind of sometimes get that it's blocked energy, but then we'll make that something specific. So do you mean that's when we'll say like, oh, I need to learn to be okay with this and then it will go away or it's because of this thing that happened or is that what you mean by that? Yeah, like we'll make it specific about um, uh, a, a childhood trauma, like something really, really specific Yeah, and and feel like we need to deal with that specific thing rather than actually seeing that what we're innocently doing is just getting in the way. Yeah. Right. What we're innocently doing is something wants to move through us, and we're not seeing it as um, as energy wanting to flow. We're not seeing it as as thought that can't hurt us, that doesn't have any power to hurt us. Yeah. It, it, it's going to come through, and it may create um, a a physical emotion, but it, it doesn't have any other power other than that. But we make it about we make it bigger than that, and that's oftentimes what scares us that we. We don't want to address it because it's going to drag us into our past or something, something like that. Yeah, that's so so huge, and it really points to the to the benefit of just being kind of really open and not knowing. Like, because I think that's what our minds do, right? Is our minds are just trying to help us, and so they're like, "Oh, it's let me let me resolve the trauma, then maybe this will go away." It's all still for our mind's agenda because we don't want to feel this way and all of that, you know. But but just just in this place of like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm open to hearing, you know, it's, it's so huge. And that it's not personal, right? It's just yeah. energy. And yeah. like you're saying, I mean, like our mind kind of wants to make it or not kind of, but oftentimes wants to make it personal. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, it's not personal. It's just energy moving. Um, and, and the, and, and, if we can see it from an impersonal point of view, we may more easily be able to slip into that, that, that place of looking into the unknown possibility of things. Yeah, the impersonal. I just, um, I just had a conversation with some people around 
nature, like outside nature and how the principles of nature, I mean, we're nature, (laughs) human nature, again, our mind even wants to make that personal and we're different, but how these principles that operate in nature are duh, exact same principles that operate in us. And the only thing in the way is we have a brain that says, nope, I'm not a tree, I'm a human and I'm special. And, you know, and it's just so relevant to this conversation. I mean, we do that in our health is, gosh, one of the most in our fear of feelings and death and pain and all of that, it's like some of the most personal sticky stuff there is. But I love how you're kind of backing us off into like, hey, let's take this view of health that is not personal at all. Yeah, it's not personal. And, and, I, and, and, and when we look at, at nature, our, our ideas about nature are, we make it really personal. Like, um, I oftentimes use um, a, a volcano as a as an example, because you know, in the human mind, the human brain, uh, when it looks at a volcano, it is unbelievably destructive. It's hot. It's fiery. It's destructive, um, and at the same time, it is the most beautiful, creative. Uh, one of the most creative things that we have on the planet. And, and, and volcanoes create new possibility through the landmass that it offers up, through the minerals that it's drawing deep from the earth that it's offering up. And when we see years after a volcano has expressed itself, we see brand new growth, opportunity, and possibility that, it, that, that these life forms couldn't have if, if the volcano hadn't expressed itself. Now, in the human mind, we look at it as very destructive, but from nature's point of view, it's just in the process of creation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. And, and so in, in the human body, it's the same exact thing. We're just in the process of creation moment to moment. But for our thinking that oftentimes labels things and, and makes it look destructive, like makes it look disturbing, makes it look like something that we should avoid. But what if it was really just the expression of creativity and resilience and possibility moment to moment? Yeah, and it really is just that, it's just that perspective. It's just seeing, because we have these minds that are all about me, me, me. And so it just is harder to see it in that way, you know? But like, even as you point that out, you're right. Like we would look at the volcano and be like, whoa, but it doesn't take much for us to see the bigger picture of how all the ecosystems work together. And, you know, it's just that piece to consider, you know, like we may never see it that way when it's us and our personal health really You know, we may never really like just completely relax into that and say, okay, whatever nature needs to do, you know, but, but it, but we can at least kind of be curious about that and hold that out. It's like, you know, that makes sense. And when I'm suffering, the volcano doesn't appear to suffer for all we know, you know, like when I'm suffering, it's because I have a mind that's telling me this shouldn't be happening. Yes, that's right. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And, um, and I, and I really think that, that, that the impersonal side of things, if we can, at the, very, at the very least, just kind of hold that as possibility for ourselves, we're at least kind of being open to the invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as we're making our experience personal, the, our personal mind... Um, is afraid of things. 
<laughs> and and it's and it's and it's interesting because that's where so much of our resistance comes from is that misunderstanding and that personal side of things and and like you said if all we did is just kind of turned our eye gently in the direction of the impersonal we might see something that we that we that we aren't seeing if we're seeing everything as as personal yeah so um Okay, so just in case people are listening, kind of wanting to know about really personal health decisions, right? Like, like, well, how do I know how to eat and what exercises to do and that kind of stuff? I'm sure they weren't listening to this podcast thinking they were going to get those answers. But just in case, I love, uh, like this is just showing up for me right now, what you said about we're just in this constant state of always evolving energy flow. That is this thing we call health. That's life, right? Mm. Is that something that it feels like seeing that or knowing that can even help us in these really tiny practical decisions? Yeah. It, it's, it's all in flux and flow. And so um, when uh, nutrition, as an example, we at, at this point in time, there is no lack of information uh, available to us about nutrition. And I mean, I feel like we're just bombarded by it. You know, we've got the keto diet, we've got paleo, we've got vegan, we've got vegetarian, we've got Mediterranean. And if we really reach back, we've got the zone diet, we've got all these things out there. So what do we do? What do we do? And the thing about it is that we're more interested in trying to find a strategy or a technique to apply to nutrition rather than actually looking deeper within to this, our own wisdom that can help us navigate those waters. And so what I really find interesting kind of looking at this, this flow of energy is that there are going to be times when your body may want to be more like keto. And there are going to be times when your body might want to be more like paleo. And it might want to be more vegan, and it might want to be more vegetarian, and it's and it's like this, it's just like this dance and this flow that if we can not subscribe to any specific philosophy or strategy, but be open to the fact that the body just wants to be fed nutrients that are close to nature, and that's going to change based on our own metabolism, our own stress levels, the seasons as they change, the warmth of the climate, all of these things influence our metabolism. So therefore, our body is always going to need different things. And the only way to kind of learn that is to be curious by looking within and then playing with playing in the world of food without having to attach yourself to any specific philosophy, and you'll probably find that you'll flow through the through the the, the week, the month, the year more effortlessly with nutrition, um, and 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 find that it's that it's far easier to navigate than by using willpower to stick to any one specific philosophy. And I hold that to be true across all aspects. You know, movement, nutrition, uh, sleep. Uh, rest, whatever it is, there's an invitation from within that is always fluxing and flowing. If we can kind of allow ourselves to get in that stream, all of it can be much easier. 
And just like you said earlier about the feedback, you know, just seeing we're in this constant, we're constantly getting feedback and it's not punishment or reward like our mind wants to make it sometimes. Like, oh, I feel good. I found the right diet. <laughs> Never going to leave this one. No, <laughs> it's just feedback. So it's always changing. That's, it's always changing. I mean, if you talk about, if you talk to anybody, and, and I'm sure you talk to them all the time, Amy, with the work that you do, people who they'll say, oh, you know what? I found this diet. And it really worked for me for, you know, for a month or two months or three months, and then it stopped working. Well, it didn't stop working as much as we stopped listening. Yeah. And, and, and instead of kind of following the invitation of the body, we kind of attached ourselves to a method or a philosophy that had an expiration date. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same with this understanding we share, right? Like, oh, I had all these insights and then it, then it quit working for me. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? Yeah. Because, the, because the invitation is into, um, is into the river of pure possibility uh, that is infinite. And when we kind of have an insight it, it, that, that dramatically impacts us, we want to keep using that insight over and over and over again. Yeah. But the invitation yeah. is into the river, not to something specific in the river. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I love, love talking with you, Scott. I think this is so good. And I think it's, um, yeah, I think people are so hungry bad pun, but so hungry for this information and just want it, you know, because we know we're in our own way. We know, we know it's not supposed to be so hard and complicated and rule-based and scary and all of that, you know. So to just hear you talk about health, but really talk about consciousness and energy and who we are, it's just, it's so, so good, so refreshing. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Always a pleasure hanging out. I love the conversations that we have and uh, thank you for the opportunity. There is one live free webinar left in the series of webinars that I've been doing lately. This one is on freedom from overing. So all of those overing habits like over drinking, overworking, overspending. You can register for the freedom from overing free webinar at dramyjohnson.com slash webinars. And while you're there on that page, you can also catch the replays of the webinars that I've done in the past three weeks on things like binge eating, insecurity, and anxiety. That's at dramyjohnson.com slash webinars.